You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. In the day of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the priestly division of Abijah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in the eyes of God, observing all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. Once when he was serving as priest in his division turned before God, according to the practice of the priestly service, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to burn incense. Then when the holy assembly of the people was praying outside at the hour of the incense offering, the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was troubled by what he saw and fear came upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall name him John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice in his birth, for he will be, the great, will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers towards children and the disobedient to understanding of righteousness to prepare a people fit for the Lord. Then Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? But I am an old man. My wife is advanced in years. And the angel said to him in reply, I am Gabriel who stands before God. I was sent to speak to you and to announce to you this good news. But now you will be speechless and unable to talk until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and were amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. When he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He was gesturing to them, but remained mute. Then, when his days of ministry were completed, he went home. After this time, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she went into seclusion for five months, saying, So has the Lord done for me at a time when he has seen fit to take away my disgrace before others. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have a very rich menu in this evening's readings for our feasting on God's Word. There's a great theme of life 
and the giving of life and the origin of our lives. And sometimes people could presume that life is a matter simply of biological consequence. But the teaching about life in all of the biblical account is that God is the author of life. And many times we can easily forget that, as we can forget many other things that are essential, like where is our salvation? And there's a very big answer to both of these questions in our readings now. And if we start with the biblical account of everything, God is the one who gave life from the very beginning of time. And that very simple account, so accessible for even the most uneducated mind, that God took the dust of the earth and he formed the man, Adam, and breathed life into him. And so we also have a great consciousness from that principle and through the growth and enlightenment of our faith that we don't consider that parents make children. And we consider that parents are procreators. They are creating with God. God is the one who gives us our soul. And so ultimately our life, every one of us, not just these miraculous cases of Samson and John the Baptist, we are all born of God. And that's very beautiful to know that God wanted us to be from our mother's wombs. And this is a beautiful awareness that we should cultivate. <clears throat> Not just in ancient times, but even today with all of the progress we have in nutrition and medical care, many families are burdened by the desire and expectation that remains frustrated of having children. And again, many people come here to the Holy Land and to other holy shrines in the world around, and they pray for children, for the gift of children. And that's a beautiful prayer. And this experience of these accounts, as they continue to grow in that process of the awareness of God's people from the account of Genesis through, for example, this account of Abraham, and, and Sarah, we have the exact same story. And here we're a lot later in the time of the judges. That's the time between the entry to the promised land and the establishment of the kingdom of Saul and David and, and Solomon. Then we have the judges. So we're talking about somewhere between 1,200 and 1,000 years ago, uh, before Christ. That means 3,200 to 3,000 years ago. And in that time, there's a lot of difficulties for God's people as they get established in the Promised Land, a lot of conflict with the Philistines and with others who are here in the land. And the people are suffering a lot and feel abandoned and feel exposed and in great danger and very frustrated. And many times we put our trust, as the Bible says, in horses. That's obviously the tanks of the day in the past, the F-16s of 3,000 years ago. There was the, 
The resource of a horse was very important in conflict. And there's a very hard word about that in the Bible. Cursed the man who trusts in horses. I always love reminding people we have our, our a veteran volunteer back again, Carla from Cincinnati, and their neighboring Kentucky people love horses in a special way. There's a great horse tradition. So I used to love in retreats in Kentucky to preach that line in the Bible, curse the people who trust in horses. <laughs> so it gave them a little itch, you know. So here we have the fact that the salvation for the people will come from God through a person sent by God. Doesn't that language sound interesting and familiar? And it's a path of growth. The salvation of the people comes from God and through people sent by God. So self-appointed messiahs usually don't go very far. And our own efforts to save ourselves are also very incomplete. We have that other line in scripture, unless the Lord build the house, in vain do the laborers build. Unless the Lord guard the city, in vain do the, uh, do the guards keep vigil. And here we have Peter walking on the water, very strong, and then he looks at the dangers and he's along in counting on divine help and he fails. And then he knows to cry out, which is the great thing, Lord, save me, because the salvation is from the Lord. And so we see, again, I think tomorrow we'll probably have Zechariah's song of praise of the Benedictus uh, to, no, that'll be in a couple of days' time, to thank God for the gift of the birth of John the Baptist. What an experience Zechariah went through in contrast to Mary's response. They both asked more or less the same question, but the tone, the attitude, the intentionality of the question. This question is, God, what are you thinking about? <laughs> We're too old, we can't do that. We can't have a child. When Mary says, how will it be? She's asking, Help me how it will be. She's not doubting that it will be. She's asking for, show me the way. Whereas Zacharias is saying, don't even show me the way. There is no way. And God said, well, this is my plan. It's going to happen. And you just shut up and wait and you'll see. And what an attitude for us in our own lives. I would say today we're invited very much like the psalm. It's so beautiful. My mouth shall be filled with your praise and I will sing your glory. From my youth, you have trained me, you have led me, you have filled me. From my youth, from my childhood, I depend on you from birth, from my mother's womb. What a treasure, what a responsibility, what a gift parents have in the precious life that God gives them and puts into their custody, that their care and their love. Oh Lord, you have taught me from my youth. What a, a praise, a prayer of praise we have tonight. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.